Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to our first roving report of the year. And tonight I am coming to you from St. Joseph, Missouri, site of the 2014 Country School Association of America Conference. And there's actually one more day of the conference. Traditionally, on, on the final day, they have a bus tour of one-room schools in the area. And I'm sorry to miss it this year because both, so there are a lot of cool people going, and I always like to see one-room schools, but there's some especially cool ones, including they're going to be doing a drive-by past the former one-room school that's now a home of the school that Frank and Jesse James went to, because after all, St. Joseph, Missouri is a James country. And I have to tell you that I have now, I didn't get to go inside because it was closed every time that I wasn't busy in meetings, but the um, Jesse, I have now stood outside the house where Jesse James was shot, where uh, the is to quote the old folk song, the uh, when the dirty little coward that shot down Mr. Howard laid Jesse James in his grave, and you see this house pictured all the time in documentaries, so it's pretty cool because to see it personally. Another interesting thing. It is pretty much catty-cornered across the block from this huge brick building that used to be where they made the Big Chief tablets. And anybody who's doing one-room school history of the, and I don't know the the exact date that they started, but I think it was, I'm pretty sure they said that the company started in 1906, and I think the tablets were one of the first things they did. So if I'm right on that, it would be from 1906, um, it, uh, for pretty much all the way through the main one-room school period. So it was pretty exciting to get to go see that, although the factory is now closed down and it's been turned into apartments. And what we basically got was a tour of the apartments rather than a tour of what used to be there in the factory and what they used to do, which is a little sad. They have a small museum on the bottom floor with a few things, including the original plate that they used to print the Big Chief. And it's sad because I think they really could do a little bit more with it. But there you go. And it's nice that they have anything. And it's nice they saved the building because it was originally going to be torn down. And if you go catty corner the other way on down the street in sort of a zigzag pattern, that gets you to the Pony Express Museum. And I'd like to give just a little shout out to my friend Barb Pauling, who um, when I passed by, sort of, briefly on the interstate heading to uh, the speaking engagement I had in Kansas, was it two years ago or was it last year? But I think it was two years ago, told me that I just had to stop at the Pony Express Museum because it was very well done and I would love it. Sadly, she has passed on in the meantime, but she was absolutely right. I was very impressed, 
and it was a great place to stop. And I highly recommend anybody who is in the St. Joe area make a, an effort to stop. They not only have the original uh, headquarters of the Pony Express, they have a life-size uh, three-dimensional rendering of the first horse uh, with writer Johnny Fry taking off, and they have just sort of everything. They've got a very nice wagon, farm-type wagon, full of things mentioned in the Laura books, being pulled by two fiberglass oxen. They've got one of the Pony, Pony Express writers' diaries, who his grandson was actually um, on as an astronaut and took his uh, uh, grandfather's, or maybe it was great-grandfather's, diary with him up into space, and they have a little display on him. They've got a uh, thing on Wild Bill Cody. They have an entire gallery dedicated to whimsical horses. Uh, they've got a recreation of what one of the uh, way stations for the Pony Express would look like, and it is just uh, very well done considering uh, you know, what they had to work with, it really uh, is well worth a stop. So I hope next time you're in St. Joe, you will. Also on the grounds of the Pony Express Museum is the Pony School, which is a recreated one-room school because they wanted to add that one-room school interpretation piece to the museum, but they couldn't find a one-room school in the area that was in good enough shape to move that they could actually get approval to move. So they ended up building a recreation. They did uh, a very nice job as far as historical accuracy of the building, and they have a real nice interpretation program for it. So that was why they hosted the conference. And I have to say, and I admit I'm on the board, so I may be a little prejudiced, but uh, I think this was the best conference we've had yet. We were certainly fed the best. But the subjects were very well done, well thought out. And again, I presented, so uh, take that with a grain of salt. But I was actually thinking more of other people's programs. There was a great one on radio of the air, which was something that was from the 1920s to the 1950s, and how radio was used as the outreach medium in one-room schools. There is a thing on Amish schools today, always uh, great. I loved it. There was a program on uh, how to get started reenacting, very well done. I enjoyed that. Really, every session that I went to was really good, and I am just so excited that we seem to be doing better and better at our conferences. So if you are interested in one-room schools at all, I really hope that you will make an effort to come to our next conference. That's going to be in June in 2015, and it's going to be in Syracuse, New York, which is, and I ask, about an hour and a half from Malone Burke and their recreated school. And... Then the year after that, we're going to be in Texas. The conference tends to go every other year, one year being in the Midwest where the majority of the members are, one year being to a different part of the country. 
and it just goes back and forth like that. But it is an annual conference, and uh, in the meantime, there is a newsletter. There is a referee journal for scholarly research. There is a Twitter feed, and there is Facebook to get us back to this conference. If you go to uh, at sign, one room, one being the number, room being capital R-M, school, and on Twitter and search for that, find the term Twitter handle. Then there is, I live tweeted the conference. You can sure go back and see the subject of those tweets now, see the pictures we took, and there will probably be a few more coming. I also loaded all of the same pictures to the Facebook page, so you can find the Facebook page of the Country School Association of America and find pictures there. And uh, I also took footage to do one of my famous video diaries, and I really thought I was going to get a chance to get that up while I was here. I must say, though, that's if I had any criticism. The first night probably shouldn't count because it was a board meeting, but it's been about 10 o'clock before I got firmly settled in back in the hotel for the night every night. So I haven't had much time to actually do any processing of pictures or things. But uh, I do have the footage, and hopefully we'll, we'll get that put together and up soon. And really, so much history of the one-room schools has been researched and uncovered and shared because of this organization. If you are interested in one-room schools because you attended one, because you're involved with the one-room school museum, because a relative attended one, because you're interested in the history of education, because you're interested in how, um, in how Laura talked about the one-room schools and, and you want to get involved with that, if you're interested in 19th century social history, Whatever your reason, I think that you will not in any way regret becoming involved with the Country School Association of America. So I really hope you do. And you can find the links to pretty much all of the social media, except it doesn't have the Twitter account on it yet. And I got approval to start a LinkedIn group for them at the board meeting, and I haven't done that yet. But other than that, all of the social media links to the blog, to blog slash newsletter, to the referee journal, to the YouTube channel, to the Facebook page, all of that stuff is going to be on the uh, country schoolassociation.org website. So go check it out. And very shortly, there will also be an official video coming out from the conference that is a series of pictures from the conference set to music. And um, that is always a good time. And you can uh, right now go back and look at those from previous years if you want to get um, a foot uh, feeling of the flavor of what it's like. And there's actually also one year's conference where they got approval and funding to have it professionally videoed and the sessions uploaded. And I haven't looked yet, but I believe that's still up and active. So that would give you a flavor of what the conference is like too. 
So, in short, I've had a great time here in St. Joe. I've learned a lot. I've learned about a bunch of uh, different things that I want to come back and see. And I had a great time at the conference. So this has just been a great trip all in all. My one regret is they fed us so well that I did not get to eat at either the Cracker Barrel or the Sonic which are two of my favorite restaurants that we do not have at home and I always like to look for when I drive south. Big sigh. <sighs> but other than that, great time, and I hope we'll see you at the next Country School Association of America conference. Thanks for listening, and catch me next time on Treadle Bed Tales. <laughs> Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.